Hello, welcome to the Ilone Show. I'm your host, John Ilone, and in this episode, I've not brought some regulars because, well, you you get the gist by now. But as for our guest, she's from Hendersonville, Tennessee. She's an author, certified special needs advocate, ghostwriter, songwriter, speaker, and live streamer. Wow, that's a lot of things to do. <laughs> Lady, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Hello, how are you? Yeah, it's a couple of different hats to wear, isn't it? Yeah, oh, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of things you've done. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a. It's been you know, build, you you build things up over the years, you know. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. So, how's life? Life is very busy because um, I'm a mother of three and um, just got one and two two kids into college and school started back. And um, recently, my daughters have released a single. It's out on the world uh, and Euro European ind- independent uh, charts, and it's in the top five. Um, so we're very excited about that. Wow, incredible. So yeah. tell me tell me tell me more about that. Well, it's called um the their group is called Sisters J and um because our last name is Jackson and the song is called Open Wind. So it's O P E N W H E N and it's based on a true story and it's all about um when you're missing somebody who's away from you or you haven't seen them in a while and and it's about sending letters of encouragement and um to people that you miss um you know like so open when you're missing me um the song goes open when you need a new song open when you forget where you belong open when you want to feel closer to me so that's part of the the words of the the song that i help write okay great great so and tell me more about your work as an author well i've been i got published in 2017 and I have um, three books in a children's series that that my son inspired, and um, they are in, they're they're books to empower children to no matter what, however they came into this world. Um, I have two children that are on the spectrum. My little guy is autistic, and so it's about teaching them also positive empowering words new language that language they can use starting very young and they can take it with them their whole lives and um then i have a middle grade reader that's out that uh, we're kind of shopping it for a film as a film right now and that is a anti-bullying story that's redemption and forgiveness and being forgiven and being a better friend and accepting others. Um, and then I've got several anthologies I'm part of. Okay, nice. And is there any books that you're planning on writing pretty soon in the future? Yes, actually. Um, I've got um, one with my co-writer that we're looking for a publisher right now. And then um, one I am working on presently right now. It's a, it's a, it's a, actually two. One is about spiritualism today. It's like, it's about awareness. Nice. Cool. Be more mindful and, and know where we're coming from. We can heal and be that whole person that we all, that we're all seeking to be, right? We can be a better parent. And the other one is about being an empath and, and raising kids 
and the intuitive and sensitive, sensitive have sensory issues. And those kids who are really, um, well, they, they just have a lot of abilities, you know, and, and, and the kids who are coming in, these children are just so tuned into the world and, you know, things that are unseen, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and some of that comes from my own experience with my own children. Okay. That's nice. 20, almost 20 years now. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. And what, and what works have you done as a special needs advocate? Well, I, um, I've been a certified advocate for a really long time. And, uh, so I help families getting services for their kids in school schools or wherever they're at, even homeschool. And um, I also have gone in and helped libraries um, get get set up to be um, more sensory friendly for folks with challenges or disabilities. Um, so like we've created sensory rooms in, in libraries um, and helped other libraries do this. Um, April 2nd, we launched at the Nashville Public Library. Um, it's an art ex- exhibit. And it's, uh, it features eight local artists who all have challenges or are on the spectrum or autistic. Um, and then in September, we'll change that out and do photographers who are on the spectrum or have challenges and kind of keep that rotating art exhibit at the library. Okay. Nice. And I've, I've worked on some law stuff as well. Like we, I've got some stuff coming up that um, we're working on from the disability community, uh, working on some legislation for, for the, for it's, it's sort of a, a new language, um, and curriculum, you know, that will help, uh, social, emotional, and academically for kids. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. That's nice. And is that, is there any more songs you plan on writing in the future as a songwriter? <laughs> yes, actually, um, we, we've got one, we already have one done. And this morning, actually one of my co-writers and I were working on the, another song this morning. Uh, but we've got about five or six, you know, it's just, it's a process for recording and getting ready. And like this song that just launched, um, June 28th, you know, then it has a life that it takes on and you have to work it through, um, the different, I, I guess circuits, if you want to call it, you know, uh, the world charts, the European independent charts, the, the U S charts, um, you know, and it has a life for so long and then you want to go and record and put the next one out, you know? So it's a process. There's a lot of work involved. Um, and, um, I've been able to take a lot that I've learned in the author world and being entrepreneur and then translate that over into songwriting and marketing and, and music producing. Okay. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know we don't, our life sometimes goes a little different than how we start things off, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it sure does. Yes. And, and on what works have you done as a speaker for the last few years? Well, that's, that's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of things we haven't done in person, you know, because of the, because of COVID. So, um, mostly all of that went online. I've now started, you know, 
uh, recently, most of the things I've done speaking wise have been to library organizations, um, geared more toward getting their libraries ready for, you know, being more sensory friendly and adaptable and things like that. But, um, I've been live streaming for four years and, um, so some of that translates over into, um, speaking with groups of people, you know, and some of it's about book coaching, uh, writing, going from writing to getting published. Um, and, um, actually a friend of mine and I are putting together a program that is, um, so we're going to go in and, and speak about parenting, you know, kids who are on the spectrum and children with sensory issues and empaths and things like that. Okay. That's a great cause you're doing. I like that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm actually getting ready to start a new podcast in a couple weeks. It's an author podcast with a a music um, review company. So I'm excited about that. It's called, it'll be called the bookworm and, and I'm excited to start this new podcast. Um, it'll be a little bit different than what I've already been doing. Okay. That's, that's very nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a, a new adventure. Oh, yes. <laughs> and what, and what, what kind of things that you do as a live streamer? Well, I have a show on, it's called Writer's Corner Network, and you can find it on Facebook, um, Amazon Live. We go live every week uh, at 1030 a.m. Central Time. Because where are you at? Um, I'm in the U.K., Okay, that's right. So you're about six, seven hours ahead of me. So we are, we are on, I'm on central time. Now my co-host and partner, she is in um, um, South Africa. So she's about eight hours ahead of me. And um, we go live every Tuesday at 1030 a.m. Central. We just had Sergio Troncoso on yesterday who um, he is an amazing, amazing author. And he has a library named after him uh, in El Paso, Texas. He's done so much work in the literary world um, with, with um, uh, his books are about immigration and being an immigrant and, and coming through all that. And he has fascinating stories. Um, But so we have that show every Tuesday and then I have one called special needs TV and so that's the shows I do in the live streaming world. And sometimes I co-host on other people's network. You know, they have a show about empowering women or another book show. And sometimes I'll co-host. Okay. Interesting. I've also, and you've mentioned you're also a ghostwriter. Yes. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I am. Um... I didn't start out as a ghostwriter. I mean, I kind of, it kind of is one of those things that happens, you know, in your life when you start doing certain things and other doors open and people will say, Hey, you know, I I need somebody to do this. Can you do this kind of thing? Or, you know, would you like to get into this kind of writing? So, um, I've been ghostwriting for three, three years, I guess, three, four years. And, um, each project is obviously it's different. Uh, most of the books I have done ghostwriting on have all been fiction. I mean, nonfiction, excuse me. Um, and they've been true life stories, uh, which one we just finished up. It's supposed to be published this month. That uh, It's a very powerful book um, for women about stories of women, uh, a particular family who 
um, the mother-in-law that's in the story, um, she passed away in February, but she was a famous TV evangelist. She and her husband and the stories are about trials and tribulations of overcoming just unbelievable things in their lives and, and helping. So it helps others to know I can overcome. If these people can overcome, I can overcome, you know? And um, then I'm working on a doctor's book right now. And then um, I've got another client um, who it's a true story based on some, things that happened in their lives that they've got a huge following and platform for. So um, it's totally different than writing for yourself, you know, because you, you have to be able as the writer to write for someone else, but sound like them and make the book their voice, even though you're using the, you know, the certain format and the language and, you know, so it's not all, you know, if, if somebody is not, you know, sometimes people, they, they can't write, they have a hard time writing because they try to write the way that they hear it in their head or how they talk. And, you know, we have to write it in a different format for the public, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's fun, but it, it's also very challenging. And, and sometimes it's not as fun as writing your own stuff. That's just kind of flowing through you, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's a different experience. Yeah. And out, out of the things you've done in the past, what have been the high points and the low points? Wow. Well, I think probably a high point would be when my, my first children's book was published three months after it was published. It won a gold maxi literary award. So that was really a very huge highlight for me. Um, and writing and having that honor, you know, um, and my, my daughters have recorded this, the CD that goes with that book. So it's really, it's very sweet to have all of that in our family. You know, um, the artwork is based off my son. Um, I guess getting to do that together has been a, a real highlight in my life. Um, and let's see this, this song is going to go to number one. And so that, that, that will be, that's going to be a huge, really fun thing to have happen. And I mean, there's other, lots of little things that happen along the way that are amazing interviews that you have and magazine articles that are written and being on television for interviews. Those kind of things are a lot of fun to go along with your career. Um, But I think, you know, being a creative person, having a vision and then being able to see it come to fruition is, um, and other people get what you're doing or like what you're doing, you know, that's, that's definitely a highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where would you see yourself 20 years from now? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I, I hope that I've accomplished a lot in my life and created a legacy to leave for my children and, and been able to create things that uh, um, are helpful to others that help educate and empower others. Um, you know, that's for me. And, um, you know, to get into some filmmaking and some documentary work. Um, so, you know, I hope I get all these ideas in my head and all these things I want to do. I hope I get to bring them to fruition and I, that I get to do it 
with in some cooperation with my family. Um, and, you know, cause I, I, family is very important and it's a very important part of our lives and keeping that strong. I think it's important be- to, to teach that to our children, you know, because those are our first relationships in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we need them to be as healthy as we c- they can be. Um, but, you know, I, I hope that I can inspire um, children and teens and young adults and even women and men to to uh, believe in themselves, to be able to heal whatever they need to heal so they can live the best life that they they're they're wanting to live and to um, have tools for self-regulation of their emotions and be able to kind of maybe work through any mental, emotional, you know, all of us have gone through so much mentally and emotionally in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we, sometimes we need tools to help us get through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, those are some of the things that I hope to accomplish and, and to leave some things for my, my children to carry on. So yeah. I hope I'll be here for 20 years and more. So <laughs> but I, I am, I have got a nine year old who's very um, energetic. So I got to keep up with him. Oh yeah. Yes. He's very, very energetic. So um, it's, it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So outside of things you've done, what do you do in your free time? <laughs> well, I try and get some rest. Obviously, I need the rest. But um, I, I actually, nature is a big one for me for, for kind of decompressing and, um, you know, being able to do, um, be able to do the things that I want to do. I have to do, I have to decompress and recharge myself. So being in nature, going to the beach, being with my family. And, um, I do a lot of writing actually on my time off, but that's for me because, um, then I get to do what I want to do for myself, (laughs) my creative life, you know, and then a a lot of other things will come through for me. Um, and be very, uh, um, very, a lot of it I can channel and funnel through other things. Okay. Yes. Nice. So, yeah. So I don't know. It doesn't sound very super exciting. I'm not like, you know, traipsing across the world and jumping off, uh, uh, uh mountains and stuff <laughs> because I'm a little too old for that these days, I think. But, um, you know, it's, we, we, you know, we just try to have, we just try to have as much fun as we can in life. It's very, very important to do that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was the funniest moment you've had? Oh my gosh. I'm not sure I can, I don't, I don't know. There's been so many. I don't know if there's anything I can talk out loud about. Well, um, it would have to be probably, I'd have to be, it could, well, I, I, um, an incident where I was, um, back a long time ago in my early twenties when I was performing on, um, in a show because I lived in Orlando and there's all the, um, we have all the tourist attractions in Orlando and, um, I was on stage and I uh fell off <laughs> in the middle of a show 
yeah. So that, was quite, that was quite embarrassing. It happens, you know. It happens. Yes, it happens. Um, my son, we were at a concert for my daughter in high school, and my son, um, the professor, went to do a fist pump with my son, and my son punched him between the legs. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know if there's things you want to talk about out loud, but yeah, there's been a lot of things like that, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, it's, I don't know anyways, but they're, they're quite humorous in life, you know, yeah, they sure are. What's your favorite ice cream topping? My favorite ice cream topping, probably, I would say <clears throat> probably Oreo, Oreo crushed up Oreo cookies. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, doesn't do make love, me feel I like do, a kid. Yeah, I do love an Oreo crumbled on my ice cream every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. And when you're raising, you know, when you're raising kids for so long, you know, you get into that kid mode. So. Oh, yes. If you can make one wish right now, what would it be? I would, um, well, I would I would wish for healing among all of us for this period of time that we've been in and that there be more peace. And I know that sounds kind of really um, cliche, but I really wish for a better mental health space for most for all of us right now in this period of time, that things would calm down and that um, there would be um, people would experience much more joy than they have been. Yeah. If your life was a meal. What kind of meal would it be? <laughs> okay, that's the most interesting question anyone's ever asked me. Um, I I have no idea. Well, it would be healthy. Um, I mean, because I I love um, um, vegetables and very healthy food. Um, so uh, I think it would be a meal that I've had out at a restaurant before that was, you know, everything was just really freshly done and the, 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 the flavor would be very vibrant. So probably some sort of, you know, like chicken and, and then you'd have vegetables and some sort of sauce and, and then you'd have a delicious dessert with it. And I don't even know there'd be a name for it. It's <laughs> just like something that explodes in your mouth that tastes delicious. Oh yeah. That sounds great. If someone wrote a book about you, what do you yes. think its title would be? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's probably what it, it would say something like, uh, "Holy crap! I can't believe that just happened." Okay. <laughs> because there's so many of those things in my life. There's like these, you know. There's there's amazing things that are going on at once. I mean, I, I remember that after I won the award on my book back in 2017 of course at the same time I just got off the phone receiving that information and I was like so excited the next thing I know my 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 son's like throwing up you know so, so yeah, it's just absolutely. you know you just have those moments that your life is full of sometimes you're like I can't believe this is happening right now yeah would you rather speak all languages or talk to animals oh my gosh Another great question, um, because I'd love to do both. Um, hmm, probably talk to animals. How about animals? Because animals are different languages, right? Each of them would be speaking different languages, so you might cover both of that, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> What word do you commonly misspell? Said. S-A-I-D. Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I, sometimes I put the I before the A. <laughs> and when you say it, doesn't it sound like it should be S-E-D? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the best way to travel? Oh, my gosh. I, I think car, to be honest with you. I'm not a big flyer. And I've been on boats. I love boats. I love the lake and everything. Um, but I think driving because you get to see so much more. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And you can take your time and you can pull off and go to places like, you know, these crazy places here in the States. I don't even, I don't know if you have them where you are, but, you know, these, uh, there's a place called Bucky's here and it's, it looks like it's the epicenter of the world and it's, you know, and people are addicted to this place. And so you can stop and see all the craziness as you're driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. What is your favorite food? I would probably say pizza. Oh yes. I yeah, eat pizza too. Yeah, even I like to try to eat as healthy as I can. I love pizza. <laughs> yeah. How much time do you spend on the internet? Oh my gosh, a lot. Because I have managed like eight social media accounts between my girls' music and then all my author stuff and advocacy work. So I would say I spend a lot of time online, way more than I'd like to be. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, because... Because I mean, I'm on live streaming, then you're editing, you're creating videos. So there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What is the best way to start the morning? Oh, man. Meditation and prayer for me. Absolutely. And if I can be near water or outside in nature, that's even better. So for me, that's the best way for me to start my day because it's a recharge for me. Great. Love it. Yeah. And then I can, you know, then I can go do all the million things and, you know, have my, you know, take care of kids and do all that stuff you do. Oh yeah, absolutely. What is the best way to stay motivated and complete your goals? Well, since everything we do, we have choices, right? Choices have consequences. So we, we have to make that choice. Like recently, uh, I'll tell you, you know, I, I lost my publisher. He died at, he died. Um, it was not expected. And um, I think when things like that happen and we're faced with trials and tribulations and even day to day trying to keep our goals going, um, we have to make that choice to, to be in a space of I can do this or what can I do today to get me where I need to go? And it's like leaving the outside world outside of you. So, you, you know, that's how we got through the pandemic in our house is just kind of creating a bubble around us. So let's be creative in here and let's think of all the things we can do and where do we have power? Where do we have choices? And you, I think you've got to stay in a mindset like that so that you can keep yourself going and, and you need to write your goals down, you know? So if you have that sense of purpose, that keeps you moving forward. Right. If you had to bury a treasure chest, where would you bury it? <laughs> well, if you didn't want anybody to find it, when you put it under a house or something or a building, like <laughs> put it in the ground and build a house over it, then nobody will ever find it, right? Yeah, of course. Like who, <laughs> who, who would search under a house for a treasure chest? <laughs> I, nobody would think about it, right? They think, no, there's no way anybody would do that. So then you'd be, you'd be okay. Then you just have to what? You'd have to take the house down or something, plow through it in order to find the treasure chest. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Mary, talking about your works as a uh, author, special needs advocate, ghostwriter, songwriter, speaker, live streamer, and uh, wow, everything else has been quite amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate this time. And, you know, if anybody wants to find me, they can find me at www.maryejackson.com. Uh, I'm on social media. Um, they can, you know, go check out the new song by Sisters J called Open Wind. It is playing in England. I know that. In the UK, because we saw where it was picked up. Um, so, you know, we'd love the support and and sharing the message of, you know, sending something positive, a positive note to somebody who's needing it. Great. And until next time, stay tuned for more.